It's green for go, they're racing. He says go, he says ta-da. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race, the rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat, a miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Sprint Lane podcast. Amanda Rando's with me and we're having a lot of fun, aren't we, talking to the breeders around the state who are doing fantastic work to, I guess, um, have yearlings available for sale this weekend. Yeah, it's been a busy few months for the breeders around the state, uh, starting, you know, when the breeding season just started back in September. So, yeah, it's... A busy few months is sort of coming to a head for, for some of our breeders that have horses in at the nutrient sale this Sunday. Yes, well, there are 235 lots. It's going to be a massive day on Sunday there at the um, the Riverside Stables there at Warwick Farm. Um, breeders come in all sorts of sizes and, and some are empires, some are humble, humble operations that rev- revolve around some individuals simply rolling up their sleeves, sold to the earth people who get in and do the hard yards and make it happen. And today we've got one of those with us. Matt Day, welcome to the show, mate. Hi, thanks for having me, Paul and Mandy. Yeah. Mate, it's wonderful to have you on the show. You have got a ripping story of resilience to tell us about, but um, first and foremost, your bread and butter is, I guess, having uh, wonderful horses available for people to, to purchase, which will um, obviously get them a start or, or continue their journey in the racing industry. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah breed every year to, to sell yearlings and, yeah, take them to see. Yeah, I do a lot of homework on, you know, the pedigrees and, yeah, who they, who I think, you know, is the best crosses for the mare and, yeah, give them the best start I can in life and take them to the sale and, you know, yeah, they're all for genuine sale. I'm a seller and, yeah, I'm a, a breeder seller. Yeah. Good stuff. Now, you're in Goulburn? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just 10Ks out of Goulburn, close to Goulburn, yeah. Well, just some good talent comes out, good talent in our sport comes out of Goulburn, Amanda. Yeah, that sure does. And there's been some good talent that's come off uh, Matt Matt's property too. What are some of the, the better horses you've bred there, Matt? Um, yeah, years ago I bred, yeah, Sicario. Yeah, he's sort of won, yeah, he's fair share of races. And yeah, recently it's been Antonia. Yeah, she was a yeah, she was a yeah, fairy tale. A couple of good notches there. Gee, Antonia's yeah. done done fantastic things for David Thorne over you know, over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, she's she was always a really nice foal and a you know, nice yield and she showed showed a lot of that X factor. Okay. And yeah, when I was getting ready for the sale, I thought, mm, yeah, do I take this one or not? <laughs> oh, you're oven uh, and iron. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. And the actual truth being, um, we had a couple of girls, yeah, working with us at the sale, and I said, now, the filly up there in, in C block, C2, I said, she's staying. I'm not taking her to the sale. She'll be staying. So just, yeah. Let her in the round yard when you do a stable and, yeah, 
whatever you do, yeah, make sure the gates are closed and yeah, everything's right. <laughs> and when I put a mates on the float, oh, she kicked up a stick and she was in there kicking and whinnying and she was going to hurt herself if I left her. So anyway, I thought, oh. and Janine, my partner, she said, oh, that filly's going off her head. So I said, oh, right, yeah, get up. Yeah, we'll put her on the truck. So going down, I thought, well, hey, yeah, I'll put a reserve on what I think she's worth. And yeah, she may pass a reserve and hey, yeah, the rest is history. Oh, yeah, she's, so mate, she's that's pa- just a, a little, yeah, a little story that only, yeah, a few people know. Yeah, so. She you has know, paid yeah. you. But she showed the X Factor all the way along, yeah. She has paid you back and, and then some for getting rid of her with uh, what it's cost you in your bank balance. She's done very well for Thorny and, and the yeah, owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but hey, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy and so satisfied as a breeder to to sell yearlings that go on and I wish they could all go on and do the job she's did. Of course they can't, but all as I ask for is, hey, that, yeah, the individual goes on and, yeah, the buyers have a, you know, a lot of fun and they recoup their purchase, you know, their purchase price and some. I've got you pinned as as a bloke who's a real... Savvy horseman, like who can just, and you've already identified that in the few of the comments you made about Antonia. You you earmarked her early on before you before she was sold. What was it about Antonia, and what is it that you look for that says that's that's a good yearling and that's going to turn out to be a good racehorse? I look at them all, you know. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough to breed them and file them down at home and. I look at them all, you know, as foals and getting around in the paddock and then as weanlings and I lunge all of mine, getting them ready for the sale, lunge them and walk them. And she just had that X factor that, yeah, she was really quick twitched and could, yeah, do things and she'd be going as good as on the end of the lunge from when you started to when you finished. Her and Sicario were standouts. So she showed sort of the traits that you thought would turn her into a fast racehorse? Yeah, the, the traits that you like to look in something that says, hey, you're a bit different to the others, yeah. And another one was, yeah, she was a big filly, but she showed a lot of good traits and I really liked was Soho Almazi. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good horseman, by the sounds we've got on our hands here, Yeah, Amanda. Yeah, well, Matt, you've got a few yearlings for the Sydney sale this weekend. Yeah. Have any jumped out at you with some of those similar trademarks? A funny thing you mentioned that, Amanda. This crop of yearlings that I'm taking to the sale, there's 13 and there's not one there that... Like every year, there's been a time, yeah, where you get the one or two where you say, geez, I can't wait for the sale to come around. I've got to find a victim. But this year, they're all, there's not one that I could say, well, I don't think you'll make a racehorse. We'll see you as a pleasure horse. I think they'll, yeah, they're, they're all, yeah. 
about par, but there's, um, yeah, there's four cults there that I really like. Um, yeah, Captain Treacherous Cult, the uh, Always Be Mickey Cult, and a couple of um, Captain uh, Crunches. Captain Crunches, yep. yeah. And yeah, there's a you know a couple of Sweet Lou Phillies and uh, uh, Captain Treacherous and Art Major and Always Be Mickey. Like they're all. Yeah, all around about, you know, yeah, you get them out and you think, yeah, well, you know, yeah, you've got the right movement and the right attitude and, yeah. Mm, there's a few. But, of course, they all all won't be good horses and, yeah, but, you know, they all, most of them are doing what you like to see. You've got a few um, horses by new season size in, in your in your crop this year. Um, I guess you would have been watching the the New Zealand sales and seeing some of the Captain Crunch horses were very popular. I mean, I had my head down, butt up, and honestly, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I would not know a result. What? I haven't. Ignorance watched, is bliss. You know, usually, I I have the <laughs> the sale going on the speaker at home. You know, working with the Yearlings, and this year it's been. You know, with my health and everything, it's been pretty tough. Yeah, so I've, I've just, yeah, I haven't. I've just been concentrating on on the yearlings, yeah. We'll get into health in a minute. One thing I want to ask you about, we had Mark Barton from Nutrien on the show um, earlier in the week. Now, he talked about a real push to, he was encouraging a lot of buyers to probably go towards, towards purchasing fillies, and he thought that there's a real market there and that um, things are, th- there's opportunities uh, for people who yeah. are prepared to buy fillies, and particularly them when when they become broodmares yeah. down um, down yeah. the track, you've got plenty of fillies up for grabs. I have, I have, and I've got a yeah, I've got a, a lot of really nice fillies, and yeah, I yeah, they're nice fillies. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's there's an art major filly there out of Ridge Heritage. You know, she's a yeah, big strapping filly. Like yeah. You'd swear to God she was a cult. Um, there's another filly there, by two fillies by Sweet Lou, one out of um, Delightfully Better. She's a half-sister to Captain Richie, and the other one out of I'm Elsa, and she's from the um, uh, good family over in Perth. Yeah, she's just, yeah, a really good-moving and very sharp filly, yeah. Nice. Well, I think that you're saying all the things that people want to hear if they're if they're about to hit sales, mate. You uh, you mentioned your health before. Gee, you've uh, you had a tough run. You did a job on yourself a couple of years ago with a quad bike, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> run us through. I, what yeah. happened? Oh well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No one to blame. Under myself. We was out at. Yeah. I've got a hundred acres leased out of the um, other side of Golden, where I keep all the dry brood mares and yeah until they're ready to fold and then i t- bring them back home and janine my partner and daughter emma we went out and yeah i think it was the 20th of september and yeah 2019 and we went out there and there was about oh, 20 mares there to go and yeah and i said saturday i said oh we'll duck out today at 
after we feed up and go and drench the mares. So we went out and yeah, there was one particular mare and I didn't own it, but she you could either walk up and catch her with a bucket of feed or she was just a cow. And this particular day we went in to catch them and yeah, I said, just try and catch her. If we can get her first, that'd be good. She's done. Nah, nah, no way in the world. I said, right out, leave up. So we, yeah, all caught a couple of mares each and walk them, oh, about 100 metres up the paddock and into a, yeah, smaller holding paddock. And, yeah, this mare wouldn't come and there was only a new mare at the time that come that I bought pole dancer and she made it up with her. So anyway, yeah, we went up and, yeah, trying to catch him. And Emma, my daughter, she went down on the quad bike. I said, just, yeah, walk them up along the fence line here and they'll come up to the others. Yeah, she was gone and no, nah, no, nah, nah. And pole dancer, she come up. And she tried to get the other mare and she kept doubling around and no, nah, couldn't get it. And a job that should have took us an hour, we were there for two and a half hours. <sighs> And anyone that knows me knows that I get, yeah, pretty, yeah, smoky behind the ears pretty quick. <laughs> so anyway, I called Emma up and I said, here, get on behind this effing quad bike and we'll go and get this thing. And luckily, thank God, Janine said, no, Emma, you stay here and, yeah, to help get her in the yard. So I went charging down and, yeah, all going down to get her. And, yeah, I was bringing her up the fence line and she tried to double back around in front of me. So I, yeah, stopped her. But then she stopped. So I had to do a U-turn and, yeah, so I had her going again. And, yeah, she stopped but then kept going up. So I, yeah, flattened the bike out as hard as it'd go. And next thing went bang hit a four foot drain, man-made drain in the paddock head on. Oh. So it flung me about oh, 20 metres in the air and about 50, yeah, 30 metres, yeah, outways. And bike actually did three somersaults and landed back on its wheels and was still nowhere near me. And I went flying in the air and, yeah, straight down on my head. Jeez. So, yeah, long so, story short, yeah, Emma, so, she come running, running up to me and, Dad, Dad, stop mucking about, stop mucking around, because I wasn't moving, of course. And she rolled me over and, yeah, Janine was there in the end. I had blood coming out of my eyes and my ears and everywhere else in between. And, yeah, so they rang the ambulance and, yeah, um, they worked on me for about, yeah, three parts of an hour and, yeah, they rang a helicopter to meet them just out the airport. That's not far away. And, yeah, they flew me to Liverpool Hospital. Jeez. So yeah, but no one to blame, only myself. And, yeah, hey, you know, just out of frustration and, yeah, everything else, that's what happened. Jeez, what a, yeah. what a horrific thing for your daughter to have uh... oh, witnessed. It must terrible. have been. Yeah, Everyone, been. anyone involved, like yeah. the whole family. Yeah, like I'm quite, you know, yeah, dis very disappointed in myself for putting people through that, and especially my family. And yeah, it's just a, a life changing, yeah, thing that happened.
Well, that's a very selfless attitude to take to a pretty horrific thing that you've been through, mate. So oh, what was the what, what was the damage? Oh yeah, well I had pressure on the brain and fractured my skull in a couple of places, of course. Um, broke my neck, broke my back, broken ribs, broken jaw. Um, yeah, and I've yeah, still got, you know, six blood clots in one leg and three in another now, and that's what really slows me up. And yeah, they've got into my knee. Yeah, so it's sort of, it's pretty hard getting around, but hey, like Dad always taught us, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, mate. So yeah, keep going. Yeah. You haven't got to look too far. I always say, and my yeah greatest drive is, hey, go to those hospitals in those rehabilitation wards and those yeah those you know gory wards and have a look around and you'll soon see that you're going pretty good. You spent uh, you spent a period of time on life support after that accident, didn't you? Yeah, six weeks. Yeah. What was the, the family uh, got? I think the family got called about yeah ten different occasions. You better come down and see him. We don't think you'll see the see nightfall. Yeah, right. Jeez. Yeah, I need the good die young. <laughs> we can well, laugh now. Yeah, we laugh now. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, gee, what a okay. so. Um, gee, mate, it sounds like it was touch and go on several oh, several occasions. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Yeah, yeah. And when I was. 17, yeah, we were coming home from Penrith Trots and, yeah, was in a car and I was asleep on the back seat. And, yeah, we were only 10 k's out from Goulburn and, yeah, my brother Dennis, he was driving the car and, yeah, had a chap working for us in the passenger seat and I was asleep in the back seat. And, yeah, a semi-trailer, yeah, fell asleep and run us off the road and the car hit the guide railer. Right, the car in too. Yeah, back half over one side of the highway and the back seat over the other, and I was thrown underneath the plate where you put your feet. Yeah, that's how I lost my eye and everything. And yeah, definitely my left ear. So, yeah, that's when I was 17 and spent a, a stint. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Coming Jeez, right man, there. Been, so. been through some tough times, mate. Holy hell. No. I've only had, yeah, I've had two goes, but there won't be a third. <laughs> so you, there won't be a third. Yeah, you, you're living some, uh, you, you, you certainly, um, what do they say, cats have got nine lives, mate? Well, yeah, yeah, that's what they say. And I said, nah, nah, I, I'd pull up a two. Well, considering your, your recent accident, I feel like this year's yearling draft is a big number of yearlings for you. Just, yeah, I usually have. Yeah, I usually have. You know that many. Um, yeah, I always try to have around the, the yeah thirteen to fifteen sort of thing. Um, this year, yeah, there was there was fifteen originally, but unfortunately, yeah, two went by the wayside. So, you know, yeah, so that yeah, I always have around that many numbers. Um, Years ago, I used to do them for for clients, but it just got that much. Yeah, one year there, I think I was had twenty eight yearlings around me. And I thought, geez, you know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was that the little 
problem things and the little things that you had to spend so much time on were always the clients. And like always, you look after your clients before yourself. So you sort of, I was dedicating more time to them than my own. And Janine said, hey, it's about time we, yeah, concentrated on our own, isn't it? So I said, yeah. So, yeah, that was fair enough, you know. Have you have you managed to do it, mate? Like given given your health struggles and your you know relative immobility that you've you know had to you know make you had to compensate in in various ways given um, given the injuries that you suffered. How have you managed to do it for this season? Um, yeah, there's mainly been just Janine, yeah, my fiance and myself. You know, yeah, she's incredible. She is a tower of strength. Um, yeah, she works two jobs, yeah, out with me with horses, yeah, and then thank God she can go to a, a job as a, a real estate property manager. So, yeah, it's just, you know, working around that and, yeah, a lot of very long hours and, yeah, you know, yeah, I usually give them eight weeks prep, get them in the first week of January. Um, I think this year they come in, oh, it would have been the third week of January. So, you know, yeah, it, it, it's all worked out, yeah. yeah they true. mightn't have the polish on them that they usually do, but, uh, you know, hey, the animal's the same, yeah, without the, yeah, glitz and glam. Oh, sounds like an amazing woman, mate. You've done done well, yeah, to, yeah. Done well to have Janine... Um, Help you out through yeah. all of that. Uh, I guess, Amanda, what it, what it says, though, is anyone who's in the market for one of Matt's Colts or fillies that are up for grabs knows that there's been a lot of hard work, a lot of love, a lot of energy, um, you know, a lot of stories behind the, these these yearlings. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, all the weeks of work that Matt and his partner have put into them too. Have you reflected on life, mate, um, given, given everything you've been through? Did, um, you know, particularly the... Obviously, you talked about the accident that you had at the age of seventeen, but the the one that a couple of years ago. How's it? Has it changed you? Or has it um, adjusted your thinking on on life and you know all, oh, all yeah, the trials and tribulations you know, that go with it? Yeah, definitely. You know, there's you know no greater gift anyone can have than yeah, family. You know, strong family. You know, they've been a tower of strength. Um, Janine's just, yeah, stuck by me through, through everything. Um, yeah, and just, you know, yeah, sitting back and watching the results and, yeah, what you're doing, yeah, is, you know, everyone's getting enjoyment out of, you know, the product you put forward. Yeah, we, you know, everything we got at home from when their foals to, yeah, to the day they leave is fed twice a day and they have all the, you know, joint supplements and everything to help them grow and everything like that. So, yeah, it takes time and a lot of money, but, yeah, it's enjoyable seeing them grow up and, yeah, a nice sound strongholds. Mate, I know, I know every, every man's got to work and, you know, got to bring a dollar through the door, but what keeps you going? Yeah, the love of it. Yeah, the yeah. love of it. Yeah, yeah, the love of it. And, 
Yeah, the enjoyment that other, yeah, the enjoyment of, of selling them and seeing people having, getting enjoyment and getting a thrill out of it. That's what keeps me going. Yeah, I'd imagine that. Like the Antonia story, the, yeah. the Sicario stories, they're the ones that keep you going. I was going to say, I'd imagine that the ride that Antonia's been on the last few years, given everything you've been through, that, that aligns with the timeline of your accident and your recovery through that. That must have been something that has kept you somewhat buoyant through a pretty tough time for anyone to have to endure. Yeah, yeah, you know, those things and, you know, yeah, I'll, you know, ring Thorny up and, yeah, hey, how you going, mate? We'll have a talk about general, you know, general stuff. Nothing about the horses or anything. It's just good that you can, yeah, form, yeah, relationships with people and make friends with, you know, with success. Yeah, he's yeah. One, of, one of the real Famous big parts of our industry. Patrick, yeah, he come down last Sunday and and had a look at the yearlings and he come out and, yeah, how you going, mate? You know, it's just good to form relationships with those sort of people. Yeah, yeah. like Paul Fitzpatrick, he bought um, Miss Halfpenny. She won a two or three group ones and, um, yeah, Captain Richie, he won Group 1 last year. So, you know, yeah, it's just good to, yeah, good to come out and, yeah, get relationships and make friends. Yeah, genuine friends. And in the harness racing industry, there's a lot of friends. So you got a good one there with Captain Richie. Yeah, yeah, he's a nice horse, yeah. yeah. And uh, with Brad yeah. Hewitt. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, with with, with Paul Fitzpatrick. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, mate. I think you're. Um, I think you're a real credit to the to the industry. Your resilience of what you, what, you know, what you've been through, and, and your 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 attitude towards uh, what must have been incredibly tough, mate. I I, um, I really hope the sales go well for you. Are you expecting that um, that most of those most of those yearlings that you got up for sale at will be uh, will be snapped up by some astute buyers? Yeah, they'll be sold because they'll have, you know, have a reserve on them to be sold. Um, I'm not one to, yeah, put reserves on them where to say, well, this is what I think it's worth. They're only worth what the general public are willing to pay. It's like any auction, you know, yeah, let the let the market, yeah, set the benchmark. Yep, Absolutely. All right, well, mate, we yeah. wish you wish you every every ounce of luck with the sales this weekend. Um, of course, you can get involved in the sales uh, at the English Riverside Stables at Warwick Farm. Now, don't forget, there is the sale parade on Friday um, on the third of March. That's at five o'clock. You can there's an inspection day on Saturday, and of course, the sale commences at eleven a.m. So, I mean, it's going to be a hive of activity. Um, Two hundred and thirty-five horses up for sale that's going to be a, a fantastic day and that is the future of our industry right there. yeah it's a big weekend the big weekend we have a big night at Menangle the night before with that miracle mile and then that sunday it's it's like one big party overall where <laughs> everyone gets together you know we've got uh, all the different big races on saturday night from your miracle mile new south wales derby trotters so all, all different types of horses there and then obviously the breeders and owners get their day on on Sunday, so it's it's a nice weekend uh, for the industry. You'll be getting amongst it, Matt. Yeah, no, I'll be yeah going down, taking the yearlings down on Friday, and 
getting them washed up and yeah, settling. Um, yeah, then Saturday, you know, there for the inspections and that. Um, yeah, just sort of a, a quiet night, Saturday night and watch the races. And yeah, into it on Sunday. Yeah, hope hope we're that busy. We end up footsore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, we like I said, we wish you the best of luck with it. Um, as I said, Thank Amanda, you. anyone anyone who who purchases one of Matt's horses knows that they're getting a, a horse that's been, you know, certainly every attention to detail and love and care has been poured into that yearling, and you know they've got a well prepped horse ready to ready to go and go to the next step of their journey as a racehorse. Yeah, well, best of luck to you on the weekend, Matt. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, no, thanks, guys. I um, yeah, I I wish you could sell them with a guarantee. <laughs> Don't we all? Okay, you we can't. Are. So I wish you, know. you could buy them with a guarantee. Well, <laughs> uh, a funny thing: the first horse I saw for good money was Sicaria, Gene Feast body, and I come up to her. After the sale, she come down to have a look at him. And I said, Jane, and she said, yeah, I bought him. I said, yeah, I know. I said, look, if he's not up to scratch, you come and look at my draft next year and you pick one out and we'll agree on a price. I said, a discounted price because you supported me way and above this year. And yeah, yeah, have it be Sicario's turned out to win over half a million. So yeah, yeah good. but you know, you just yeah, you know, when those things happen and yeah, when you need it most and everything, you just think, you know, yeah, you feel wrong taking it. But he was, uh, he was like Antonio getting him ready, he was exceptional. And Mark Purden come down to see him, and he seen him, and he said, "Yeah, but geez, he's a nice horse." Yeah. So, what did Jean end up paying for him? What did he get hammered down for? Um, I think she bought him for a hundred and twenty. Yeah, and one half, yeah. one, one half a moon. I hope they still didn't take you up on your offer of the discount because they weren't happy with that. No, nah, no, nah, she said, no, nah, thanks for that. But, yeah, no, nah, <laughs> she kept me informed all the way through how he was breaking in and how he was going. And no one I mentioned to her, she said, oh, no, nah, I don't think I won't have to do that. And I said, no, nah, well, hey, the office there if you need to. Good man, good man. Yeah, See, there you go. I would have stuck by it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, um. Yeah, like I said, anyone who buys one of Matt's horses on the weekend, um, you'll be you'll be getting a horse that's uh, been reared well. So, good luck if you're in market because uh, and have a look at the book. Look up Matt Day in the book because um, there's what thirteen, fifteen or so listed there. Matt, 13. so yep, thirteen. So uh, have a look for Matt Day in the in the uh, in the book because um, plenty of good options there. Matt, thanks for your time, mate. I really do wish you the best of Thank luck. You. I hope it goes well no, for you. Thanks for having me, Paul. No, thanks, Amanda. It's great. I look forward to seeing you at the sale. Good luck, mate. Good luck. So, Amanda, this has been fascinating, being able to talk to the people at the at the forefront of the industry who were there when, you know, when, when the journey starts. This has been fascinating to be able to unravel the stories. Gee, Matt's a, Matt's a great story of resilience, isn't he? Yeah, he sure is. A great character of our sport and – yeah, just goes to show with the breeders as well. They sell the horses, but they're still part of that horse's journey throughout their career. And, you know, that goes to show that, that foundation of love that they have for, for the horses when they breed them. It just doesn't stop. 
I don't know how they go about parting with them. I know, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, they're stronger willed than me. Yeah. Hey, um, hope you've enjoyed uh, hearing the stories of our of the people behind the behind the starting point um, for a you know for a horse that ends up being the ones that we see go around on racetracks um, week in week out around the state and all over the country. They end up going everywhere, but we hope that they stay here in New South Wales and take advantage of the great opportunities that are presented here, particularly from a prize money perspective. So. Get out to those sales on the weekend if you if you can, even if you just want to take a look and you're not even buying, it's it's going to be great viewing. So pop out there and have a look. Uh, um, Sprint Lane will continue. We'll keep bringing you uh, updates on all the racing that's going on, our, our breeders around the place. Plenty going on, Amanda. This is a great time of year, Amanda, and we just love being able to talk about our sport. Yeah, so much happening in, in all different uh, uh, aspects of it too. So it just makes it a really exciting time. Absolutely. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Sprint Lane. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.